0: All right, here we are, Aredi Nutrition Podcast number five. How are you, Shay?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Yeah, not too bad. Um, we're just saying how quiet it is here in the gym.
1: Mm, very much so.
0: Um, so, what is it? The second of April. Um, we've been closed for probably ten days now. Um, coronavirus. How are you faring in all of this and how have you been feeling about it?
1: Yeah, good. Initially, I can't believe it's been 10 days, honestly. I hope the rest of it goes that quickly that we are back in here soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, initially I guess it was just all a little bit surreal and it still in many ways is very surreal. Yeah. Um, just a bit odd, just not being in here and being at home and just completely changing everything around. Yeah. Which yep. has been the case for a lot of us. We've all had to make certain changes to adapt and... Uh, that yeah that little stage of adapting has been pretty crazy Mm. um like i know me i thought oh no this is fine like i've got my new routine like i thought there'd be no issues but definitely so we closed monday midday yep tuesday wednesday i was definitely not i felt just a bit lost and a bit yeah just naturally i guess just going okay what's this new routine like what have i got to do now um felt yeah just a bit like I still got some exercise in and yeah. in that manner I was still feeling good but my nutritional choices weren't the best um so reflecting on what I always tell people and managing stuff I I did let my emotions a little bit control that which is um understandable I think given everything going on but by the time it got Absolutely. to about Thursday Friday I went not nah, okay, the what can I do to make things what can I do to this is a new routine, so what can I do to make things move forward and Yeah. Um yeah, just get things happening. So Yeah.
0: I think we could see it coming. Yeah. But it just happens so fast. 100 percent. That um, you know, from Sunday night, um, nine PM press conference to you're closed as of mid midday mm-hmm. tomorrow and the the logistics of what the reality of that in terms of the business and, you know, there's um, four of us here on the team and then there's 125 members and what that means for everyone. Um, it was incredibly stressful time mm. um, and it did take a couple of days for, yeah, what is the new reality, the uncertainty of everything. Yeah, I think for everyone, no matter what your routine was, it threw that right out the door and yeah emotional eating come into it and um not
1: wanting to train for some people or not knowing how to train because it's just literally okay i was going to go to the gym tomorrow and now what do i do or some people saying they went to start the gym that week and they didn't get to get into that new routine again so
0: yes yeah it's um
1: yeah
0: i mean people have been messaging saying how long you're going to be closed for and um, we don't even know. <laughs> It'd be <laughs> it, nice if we did know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We we are taking the view that all well, the language coming out of the government is up to six months, and it it could be a minimum four, but we're preparing for that six months. So mm. yeah, it's um. So so. I guess here is just trying to help people stay motivated Mm -hmm. and how do we adjust to the new reality of being at home and not being in our routine and not being at the gym, Um, how to just maintain what we had built Mm. to get to the other side of this. Yeah. Um, And then um, so I think if we can get together and do a podcast every now and then just to help people out and if you've got any questions or you want any information – um, about, you know, what you're eating at home and how to eat and how to adjust and how to form good habits, then, you know, send Shay your messages yeah, and questions we, and we can get together like this and answer them for
1: them. Please do. We can try and make the best out of a shitty situation Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, so I guess a few things that people have been asking is – emotional eating
1: yeah covering that or that was a common theme too I did see within I had my um, weekly check-ins on Monday Mm. um, which was great a lot of people did respond and actually got straight in there to give me I guess they've not been they've got a bit more time to get into that is Um, that from
0: the kickstart program um, yep, yep yep
1: we've got one more week left Um, but yeah, there was common theme of emotional eating and it could go either way. It could be, um, eating more than you normally would, or it could be eating less than you normally were too, because you just, again, it's that emotional, um, barrier, whether it be, um, anxiety and stress that's causing those, Habits to form or it was just even to I guess, you're at home more now. How easy is it to go to the cupboard when Mm. you don't want to, like even as a way of procrastination, you don't want to do your work or you're bored. You think, oh, look, I might just go and um, grab a snack because that's going to distract me or um, just give me a moment to step away from my work. Um, So it's going emotional eating in all forms. Um, Obviously, that's a new reality um because we are at home we're not as we're not busy in the way we were before we're now sat around doing stuff um so yeah just going to discuss a few strategies we can use to overcome it yep. and these are just a few that i'm going to suggest you might have other certain things that work for you as well mm-hmm. um but the ones that i was going to cover was first of all removing our snacky foods from our house okay so if they're not there we're going to be less likely to eat them so mm-hmm replacing the snacks with healthier alternatives, perhaps some fruit or um, some lighter things like that that's going to help rather than having chocolate and lollies and cookies, all those things that taste good and they make us want to eat a lot more than we should be as opposed to having a piece of fruit or something like that. Yes. Um, so, yeah, first one, out of mind, out of sight. Yeah. Out of sight, out of mind.
0: <laughs> do you get this at all? Because I, I, I do this, you... You go to the shops and you buy stuff, yeah. and it's in the cupboard. And yeah. you think, instead of throwing it away, I'm going to eat it. I'm going
1: to eat it all, and then
0: and then <laughs> I won't rep- I won't purchase it again. Yeah, and so you find yourself just honing into into it. Oh, if I can just get this get rid of this by Sunday, then Monday I'll start Monday's again. Monday's
1: better, yeah, hundred percent. And that's a natural we and that 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 to that n- mentality. Yeah, naturally we think of that. Um, and I guess the strategy too is going, okay, no, it is always there. And if you can manage having, yeah, like have a cho- block of chocolate and you're going, okay, I can, I'm going to eat a little piece each day. Reality is it's probably going to be hard to eat one piece, even trying to, you might yeah, end definitely. up eating two pieces. <laughs> yep. um, but yeah, we have that mentality of, oh, I'll just get rid of it and then I won't buy it again. But actually, stick to not buying it again. Don't go into shops and go, oh, that looks really yummy, or oh, that's a new product. I'm a sucker for that. If I see a new product out there, I'm like, oh, I am just want to try that. Um, but sometimes it's best in situations like this to just go, okay, no, I'll leave them to um, just to the occasion. So I might have something like that here and there, mm. but not having it something that's so easily accessible because if it is where way more inclined to eat it more regularly yeah um and because they are tasty like i said it's natural to want to overeat those foods
0: yeah um yeah so instead of like none of us are going to throw it in the bin
1: but, but that could be an easy method
0: it would be the best method or share it
1: with someone maybe you could share oh, it with someone perfect. that's another good one you go okay no i don't want to eat this all i'm going to sit down with my family just just offer them a piece just that's another way it might get away rid of it a bit quicker
0: yeah yeah it's hard for me in isolation to <laughs> yeah.
1: <share with> <laughs> virtually say, I'm saving this for you. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then you know you can't eat it.
0: So it's not, um, so if you can't throw it away, awesome, share it with someone. Mm. Or don't gorge on it to get rid yeah. of it.
1: Just know it's, yeah. Know it's
0: there, but spread it out. Yeah. yeah. You can still
1: enjoy it with, in having little bits and bats. Yeah. Um, rather than feeling like you have to eat the whole thing to get rid of it.
0: Yeah. I like that.
1: <laughs> um, other ways we could do it is to manage the root of our emotions so obviously food is not going to fix whatever we're feeling so if we're feeling anxious if we're feeling stressed food although it feels like at the time it might make it a bit It might help. It's not going to help, (laughs) unfortunately. Um, So instead of going, okay, what is it? What can I do instead to manage my stress or manage my anxiety? Um, Can I have – so say if it's because you're now working at home and it's hard to turn off and have work hours, you're just going, can I try to make set – within reason, make set times Um, that is my start time and my finish time or going, okay, I have to have this priority. I'm going to go for this training session. I'm going to go do exercise at X time because – that is still a priority. Um, so, yeah, it's just going how can I manage anxiety? How can I manage that stress? Um, can I get active? Can I go for a walk? Um, can I read a book or do something else that's going to make me feel good apart mm. from eating food? Um, that is another strategy we can use.
0: Yep, definitely. Um, I was, yeah, it was only yesterday I was at home and um, I was working away and mm-hmm. I found myself getting hungry, but mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't hungry. It was almost almost like I of a, a stress. It was a little bit stressed with what was yeah. going on. And instead of going to the fridge or the cupboard to satisfy what wasn't – I wasn't really hungry. It was just sort of to take my mind off what was yeah. happening. I I went and trained instead. Yeah, good. And then never ate anything until actually lunch. Until you're so actually was, hungry, yeah. Yeah, so that was – that was I found that good to be yeah. able to just take your mind off um,
1: the task at-
0: what was causing the stress yeah. remove yourself from that yeah. and then go okay well I'm not actually hungry go and do another activity or change or fix the root of what was causing mm-hmm. that and then that helped
1: yeah and it could even like you don't have to go out and do a whole exercise too it could no. simply be just going okay i'm gonna go and have a 10 minute stretch or yep. um something to do with meditation or yoga or something that just mentally yeah does relax your mind and gets you away from the distraction gives you that break from your work um so it is managing that stress and anxiety rather than like i said eating food mm. um other ones too. make sure you are drinking enough water through that the day too like i know naturally like i I always try to have a bottle of water on me, but even since sitting at home, I've definitely dropped my water intake towards what I would normally, um, because I'm just not moving and I just don't think of it. So instead, again, it could be your body saying it's hungry. It could actually just be thirsty because you've not been drinking sufficient water. Um, So obviously prioritizing that as well during the day, just as you would normally in an active day.
0: Do you um, how many liters a day should we be drinking? Or it depends it on the
1: person. It might eight be eight cups, um, two and a half
0: liters, three liters for a
1: small person. So maybe someone like a female, sixty kilo female, or whatever, it might be two, two and a half. If we're going on to a male, it might be a hundred kilo male or something like that. That might be up more upwards three to four liters again, depending on how much, like how much you're sweating, how yeah. much activity you are still doing, all that kind of things. Um, they are going to contribute as well. Yep, cool. But any less than two liters for most people is going to be too little too. Yeah. Um, So back to that too, um, to manage that stress or that, just create a routine. Mm. Um, So I know when I said last week, I was a bit stressed on the Tuesday, Wednesday, came Thursday, I went, nah, I'm going to make a routine of this. This is my new reality. What can I do? And I got a whole heap of to-do list happening. I got a little whiteboard where I can write all my things up in front of me just because I needed structure and I needed something and just to know what I was doing. Yeah. Um, and that helped me a lot just getting those thoughts out there and knowing what I wanted to cover in that day, writing it all down and giving myself structure did help a lot and I'm still using that this week because I just like having a to-do list where I can write it all down and then highlight and tick it off. Mm-hmm. Um, makes me feel good. So yep. that does manage my stress and anxiety and it might help with yours. Um, and other way to manage snacking and stuff like that, eating substantial meals too. So instead of just having, you might have breakfast and you go, "Oh, okay, I want to snack. Or I want to do this." But then by doing that, you might not want to eat lunch or focus on trying to have those sufficient meals. So having enough at breakfast that it does tie you over to lunch, and then perhaps lunch tying you over till a mid-afternoon snack or when whenever that is, um, or dinner. And then if you are snacking, yeah, have those healthy fruit and options like that or um, perhaps a smoothie or something like that that you can truck over micronutrients into um, just to make you feel good and without, yeah, feeling like you have to unnecessarily snack. Mm. Um, So, yeah, that can help.
0: Yeah. I'm finding with uh, being at home, if you get, get to the shops every, you know, four or five days, you can buy enough fresh food and it's mm. – I'm actually cooking a lot more.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. From,
0: and from scratch, not just – Just chucking
1: stuff together, yeah. Chucking
0: stuff together um, or buying stuff on the, on the run. Like, okay, mm. I'm planning Okay, You've got time to. Okay, th- tonight I'm going to cook my – cook dinner mm. and so I can start preparing the veggies and – Yeah. You know, so like I'm actually – Finding um, it a lot easier and enjoying the whole process of preparing, cooking food. Yeah. Whereas usually, you know, you know what it's like here of a nighttime You're not getting home until mm. nine o'clock at night. And you've you got, got something. You've got to
1: have something pre-prepared.
0: Pre-prepared and yep. chuck it in the microwave at nine nine thirty at night. So being home and being able to cook so has mm. actually been really beneficial.
1: No, that's awesome. Um, there was another one. I think you brought up this topic as well last week and it was talking about like, should we be cutting back on calories? Should mm. we be doing stuff like that? And um, in a way I want to bring this up because that, that what you just said about cooking for yourself too. So in this time, whether you feel like you should cut back or you shouldn't, it, it, I, there's two sides of this, I believe. Um, so. In some instances, you could say, yeah, you could cut back because you are doing less and you might, you're might you not moving as much. Like, use us as an example. We are constantly walking when we're coaching in here, but now mm. I know what it's like to have an office job. Like, there were some days I'm sitting, gets the afternoon, I've had, I've done 2,000 steps in a whole day, which yeah. is ridiculous for me. Yeah. Um, so, it's purposely going out for walks now. Mm. But anyway, so... If I didn't purposely go out for those walks, obviously you can see my, in a normal day, I used to be doing probably 14,000 on average steps. So that to saying, trying, struggling to get 2,000, 4,000 if I'm sitting down all day, that's obviously a huge reduction in mm-hmm. my daily activity if I wasn't to purposely go out and do any extra activity. Um, so you could say, yes, my body does need more, sorry, need less food to then maintain my weight that I'm at now or everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could say, yes, um, you might need to reduce it. However, um, whether you go in a deficient or your diet is purely up to you and I guess how you are and how your mental state is too. If you So for me personally, I've decided to increase my calories up to a maintenance because I know I'm home, I've got more intention that I'm going to probably want a snack and I just don't want to set myself up for, I guess you could say failure. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm defeated or I'm, okay, I have failed. I'm I'm eating more food, but because I'm just being realistic about it, I'm going, okay, I'd rather survive this time being at home and not not do something that's going to be super hard for myself. I'd rather focus on eating more quality food, eating sufficient food so I feel full and just focusing on making the best of my days at home by programming and everything like that. Yeah. Um. But then other people might go, okay, like you just said, I'm home more now, so I can actually prepare my food. Mm. Um. So it might be a good time for some people to go into a deficit and trial that. Again, it comes down to personal preference, but don't feel like a failure if you can't stick to something like that, because obviously with less activity, it's, you're going to have to diet even harder. Yeah. Um. So it can go either way.
0: Um, there's not really any right or wrong during no. this time. Like, there's no rule book.
1: No, there's it's just focusing the, on what works.
0: Yeah, it's just survival. Yeah, and and just maintaining, just maintaining a lifestyle under the new routine Mm. that keeps you happy.
1: Yeah. And it could be too like saying instead of going okay I want to die I want to use this as a chance to lose weight it could go no I want to use this as a chance to make some new routines so it could go yeah, okay I'm going to try cook some of my own food I'm going to try cook something from scratch instead of going and buying packet sauces I might google or look up a way to make that sauce myself um because you've got the time to and then in doing that you're making better habits yourself which are then going to interplay to making a healthier lifestyle um so instead of specifically going okay focusing just on losing fat stuff like that you're just going okay how can i make my lifestyle overall healthier how can i um cook in ways that's going to include more fruit and veg or Mm. um yeah, support me, less processed food because I've got time to cook, all that kind of stuff is going to help.
0: Absolutely. A lot. Yeah, definitely.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and then last point there too, if in saying that you don't want to, even though you're less active and stuff, if you continue to eat in a deficit and want to try to reduce it a lot, you might come into risk too of losing a bit of muscle mess and stuff mm. like that, that you've put a lot of precious time when you were in the gym to train. <laughs> so it might be going, okay, I might have to up my intake a little bit to prevent losing that Mm -hmm. um so there is multiple standpoints i guess on that topic there yeah for you to consider
0: Yep. and if you do lose muscle don't worry it will come back
1: yeah yeah
0: we will be open again (laughs) gyms will be open again yeah it's don't stress about that too much
1: and same concept if you gain a a couple kilos of fat also don't stress about that like considering everything's going on as long as you come out of this with a healthy mindset um that and by the time you do move again it's that's life like don't Mm -hmm. don't stress don't beat yourself up about it it's okay um yeah 100%
0: (laughs) yeah
1: um move on to the next topic
0: yeah so that's emotional eating so another topic that people have brought up and especially i guess with um the coronavirus and you know i think what's going to come out of this when we are all back to normal is just the importance of being uh healthy Mm. and training and eating well yeah um so foods that help increase
1: immunity Yeah. Okay. Um, So covering this too is pretty much the same again as just focusing on a healthy diet. The healthier we can focus on our diet, and that includes sleep, training, everything like that too, um, the more chances we are going to be of being healthier and having more immunity against fighting any sicknesses or just getting worn down. Um, So in saying that, it's focusing on having a whole foods diet. So trying to eat adequate protein, making sure we're getting a diverse range of fruit and veg, um, enough carbs to fill our daily intake as needed. Mm -hmm. And then also enough healthy fats and stuff like that too to support it. Um, And then obviously trying to avoid our refined and processed food because these, as we know, with probably when we eat and they don't make us feel great, they also don't really support that um, keeping our body nice and healthy. Yeah. So, yes. So maybe we can break down and cover each of those a bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, So starting first with protein, how much protein we need. Um, we should be pretty much trying to aim to eat a decent amount of protein in each of our meals. Um, And that could be our main three meals. If possible, we could even try to have a protein snack extra, one or two, so maybe upwards of five meals with a decent amount of protein. Um, with our meals too, we're aiming to eat every, say, three to five hours because same concept with the snacking. If we go too long between meals, we're going to be more inclined to overeat when we do have that meal. 100%. Um, yeah. So, it's mm. making sure we're having sufficient – we're not getting wound up too much in our work. We're going, okay, I've had my breakfast, say, at 8 a.m. It's getting to 12 p.m. or something. You're going, okay, maybe I should eat something because it's been – a couple of hours now. It's been four hours now. If I go too many more hours, just head down. Which naturally we want to. Yep. It might end up causing you to overeat when you finally do eat um, with the protein meal too. So per day, we want to. I have covered this one in one before, but pretty much somewhere around that two grams per kilogram of body weight. You might go slightly under, slightly over, depending on your preferences and your ability to kind of get that protein into your diet. But an easy way to think about it instead is just going, okay, each of my meals try to have a decent serving of protein in it. Um, Happy with that one, covers everything there. Yep, Um, beautiful. Next one, so making sure we get a balance of um, enough fat in our food too. So nothing ridiculous, nothing under, but just making sure we're just getting a little bit, um, again, in each of our meals. Um, Same with trying to eat a range of fruit and vegetables. The more range we can get, obviously, the more micronutrients we are getting in our diet. Um, And that's just gonna, again, make our body run healthier and it's gonna prevent our chances of missing out on anything and then that affecting how we're feeling and our immunity in that respect. Um, another one there too. With, Fo- sorry, just oh, sorry. With okay.
0: fats, it's, it's good fats, not saturated fats. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So again, staying away from that processed food, um, mm. and instead focusing on our nuts and our seeds, um, avocado, fatty fishes, all that kind yeah. of stuff that's actually going to support our body and its health, rather than yeah, processed fats. Yep. Um, yep. Cool. Yeah. So covering that. Um, another one too is focusing on optimal gut health, so focusing on our prebiotic and probiotic food as well. So that's covering um, some prebiotic sources. Is again, just if we're focusing on our vegetables and our fruit, that kind of stuff is going to support that. And then probiotic is being our dairy, um, yogurt, cheeses, fermented food. Um, so again, just focusing on the, all that kind of stuff that makes yep. our body feel good and focusing on our foods that are going to make our general health feel good um, because that is going to support it. Mm. Um, and then, like I briefly mentioned before, going on to the topic of sleep and exercise, that's mm. also going to help our immunity because if we are getting tired, we're not going enough sleep, our immunity is going to be – we're going to be more susceptible to getting sick because we're run down. Um, so s- – for most of us now we are at home more sleep shouldn't be an issue yeah (laughs) um and then exercise too if we're trying to get active and move that's obviously going to make our body stronger and healthier um so all that's going to support our immunity um so from there too um i think you had a few things craig to cover on sleep
0: so i just put together some things so um sleep is so critical to how we eat how we perform how we um, our mood throughout the day so I've there's a really good um, it goes for three hours but there's a really awesome YouTube um, podcast with Joe Rogan and Matthew Walker so if you um, just YouTube Joe Rogan Matthew Walker um, podcast it'll come up so Matthew Walker is a neuroscientist with I think it's the University of California um, and you can find him at sleepdiplomat.com. Um, he, he determines sleep is the greatest performance enhancing thing there is for your life. And it's the one thing that we really sort of put last or we neglect mm. and it's not, we don't make it a priority until we feel really tired. But if we can try and form some habits, especially now where we don't, have to be at work until we can be pretty flexible with how we work at the moment. It's a great time to get into a routine with sleeping. Mm-hmm. The reason being is, that I've just put down some um, some points from, from that interview that, um, you know, just that was shocking for me, that if you get less than seven hours per night of sleep, your risk of developing Alzheimer's increases by 40%. Mm-hmm huge. A male who has five hours per night compared to a male with seven hours per night will have all the health markers of being 10 years older in wellness. So the difference in your bio age uh, say if if, uh, two people are 40 years old the one who gets uh, five hours a night will appear have all the markers of a 50 year old whereas seven hours a night your biomarkers will be 40... If you're 40 mm. years of age, you'll in wellness, you'll be 40 years as well. So huge um, difference there. Um, you need seven hours sleep before, so the night before, and the night of the day to take in what you are learning throughout that day. Mm. Anything less than that, then um, you reduce your ability to recall that information by 40%. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, you know, it, it's whatever you're taking in memories, um, whatever you're learning throughout the day, you need a good night's sleep beforehand. And that night you need to be sleeping seven hours to retain mm. information. We also have, so our bodies are developing um, cancers all mm. the time. And we have in our bodies what they call natural killer cells, and that's what keeps us safe from those cancers uh, developing. Now, one night of restricted sleep to four hours has a 70% reduction in our healthy killer cells regenerating, which is why they've now linked a lack of sleep to a higher incidence of people with breast, bowel, and prostate cancer. So, getting four hours sleep a night it just significantly um, reduces your body's defense mechanism against cancers developing Mm. um the world health organization has labeled shift work a probable carcinogen to um because of the disruption to sleep patterns that shift work causes um i'm you know from my time in the cops the best thing that i uh, like that I got away from from the police was that shift work I'll like the way it made you feel and the disruption to your sleep um I can see how it would you know just cause so much damage to your body long term Mm. um the other thing too is you can't catch up on sleep so if you get a bad night Thursday night you have four hours sleep and then you have another night on Friday night where you get six hours sleep and you say, oh, okay, oh, I'm not doing anything on the weekend. I'll catch up on all my sleep. It's too late. The damage is done. So you have to make sleep your priority as the, as the number one priority in your day. Hmm. Um, so how do you, how do you get um, more sleep or how can you um, fight off all those things is routine.
1: Yeah. Before we go on to that yeah. though, a few more things on sleep as well. So like we said with covering immunity, so it's not just your cognitive in the way, but even like if you're somebody who's trying to lose weight or um, somebody who, yeah, generally with stuff like that, you're not performing as well. Your training sessions are heavier than normal. This all can also come down to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, so sleep, yeah. So if you're going, okay, I'm exercising awesome. I'm, I've got awesome nutrition, but I'm still not getting the results I'm after. It could be the sleep. Um, Definitely. So just covering that as well. And then on the other side of things too. Your mood. Yeah, your mood and your mood affects again your nutritional choices. Like there's often links to sleep and actually people who have higher rates um, of obesity, overweight, all that kind of stuff is often linked to undersleeping, So getting less than seven hours a night. Um, so trying to get that seven to eight hours range, seven to nine hours, sorry, mm. it's going to help. And then on the other hand too, I guess over nine hours, they say to, you don't need to oversleep. It's not a case of the more the better. It's kind of going, okay, there's my ideal range, yeah. somewhere from seven to nine. Yeah. Um,
0: he mentions that uh, teenagers can have nine, ten hours sleep and they need that. Yeah, because uh, they're growing, I guess growing. too, there's that exactly. concept there,
1: but when we get older, we've already grown. Yep. Um, it's that seven to nine.
0: Correct. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think just just wanted to cover that, but then now we can kinda go into
0: Yeah, so how, how to do it. How to do it um is routine is king. Mm-hmm. So routine by going to bed at the same time every night. And getting up at the same time every morning. Yeah,
1: And then even creating a pre-bed routine too. Yes. Instead of going, okay, I'm just going to go to sleep. It's going, you don't wake up and just jump out of bed and go, it's the same concept. How can I settle down and create my body into knowing it's bedtime?
0: Exactly. And that pre-bed routine uh, needs to be about an hour before Mm. you want to actually fall asleep. Yeah. So dimming the lights down. Um, starting to really eliminate your screen time. Yeah. Um, start reading instead of reading a book or, um, you know, just reading a book instead of TV. Um, dimming the lights, as I said, definitely 30 minutes before bed. Get really reducing that light. Mm-hmm. Avoiding alcohol and coffee.
1: Yeah, coffee from about <coughs> 2 p.m. Yeah. Um, and then with alcohol, I guess you, like one or two, but you don't want to excessively drink it either because it's going to, even though you feel like you sleep better, it does interrupt your sleep. So...
0: Yep, yep, Not. definitely. Have the room as dark as possible.
1: Yeah, that will help.
0: Yeah. And also one thing that he said that was really interesting was the optimal, from all the studies that they've done, the optimal temperature of a, of a room should be 18 degrees for the best sleep.
1: Hmm.
0: So for all those people that like to rug up, hmm. have the doona on, and yeah,
1: cool
0: you gotta yeah, it's gotta be cooled down if you want to have the optimal sleep.
1: Hmm. Um, other things that could help too is we talked about drinking, but also food too. Obviously, eating a huge if you're limited, like we have said before, when we're coaching and stuff, we we'll eat late. Um, But it's going instead of stuffing yourself full, just having that balance of those protein, carbs and fats that are going to support it, not stuffing yourself full and then again interrupting your sleep because your body's too busy trying to um, process things but just being reasonable with that as well.
0: Yep, definitely.
1: Um, and then other things too, like make, we could yeah, like you said, reading a book. It could even be something like stretching or some yoga or yes. something like that. It's just that gentle movement that's going to get rid of the tension and calm things down. Yep. Um, if there's even more tension, you find it's because you can't shut off your brain. How about you get a journal beside your bed and literally just write everything down and try to dump it out of your head? That could help as well. Yes. Um,
0: yep. Hundred percent. Mm. But routine's the best thing. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, was um, one other topic we was going to cover?
1: Yep. Yeah, so I was going to just talk about um, this is kind of off what we we're just talking about then, but talking about food labels and how to read them. I had somebody ask about this, and I have covered it in a post before, but I thought it would be useful to go through um, just so you know how to buy things, and again, just just breaking down a couple of the myths or the things that you often get tricked by. Um, so with food yeah understanding food labels so we're going to even discuss how to read it and how to know a product from another Mm -hmm. Um, but also to just like I said don't get tricked Um, so for example even to I'll use I was buying um, a barbecue sauce the other day and I looked at it's always knowing to look at the packet so you can see one and it says reduce sugar reduce salt which is going to be good in that respect um, but then even comparing it, I was comparing that one to a home brand one and the calories were the exact same. So even though it has reduced mm. amount, there's still something in there that's similar. So don't even, don't fall for as soon as you see something low-calorie, low-carb, um, mm. sugar-free, all this kind of stuff. Always make sure you read the packet. So read the ingredients, compare. If you're going to compare packets, compare the 100-gram column because obviously per serving to some ones will put a smaller serving size again to trick you because it looks like it's lower in everything when it's actually just a smaller serving size and it's um, the other packet that you're comparing it to. Mm. Um, Going on from that is food quantities too. So when you look at your food quantity the way that the food is listed is actually to do with the serving sizes of it um so say for example you look at something and the first ingredient on that is a whole food to so say it's i don't know like it's an um a cereal or something and it's got oats as your first ingredient you know that is your main component of that food and then it might go down um, sunflower seeds, stuff like that and then sugar somewhere in there too mm. so if on in comparison you you get something and the first thing in there is sugar, it's probably not a good sign mm. um, that it, just like I said because it's listed in quantity. so know that another one too, so like I said look at your ingredient list, if you <coughs> look at a packet and it looks like a science experiment it probably is a science experiment yep. like you should be able to understand if you're looking at something and you're going oh my god what is all these ingredients but then you look at the macronutrients and you're like oh these calories and these macros are awesome not necessarily it's not healthy if everything in there is something crazy like you don't know what if you can't even understand what the food is how do you know what it's doing to your body
0: yeah that's right yeah yeah
1: um and also making note too so like i said with food quantity sh- saying like sugar sugar can be listed in several different forms of names so it might be a sugar it might be a syrup it might be something like that so it's not even though it might not be the first ingredient, if it's listed 10 different ways down the track in that ingredient list, it might actually still be the highest quantity in that food ingredient. so that's pretty crazy too.
0: I saw, I heard someone say once that if it had more than four ingredients mm. in there, it was no longer food.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> it's now it's an experiment to it, make it taste good, and yeah, yeah. so you want to eat heaps of it instead of actually being saying that's fuel and supportive for your body. Yeah. Um. Also, to like some some ways, food too can be really tricky. Is even the way that it's worded. So it might like highlight, oh, it's organic. It's like natural. It's all this kind of stuff. But just because it's organic, it doesn't mean it's healthier. For example, um, think of sugar. It's labeled organic sugar versus normal sugar. Mm. Organic sugar is still going to be just as bad for you as having natural sugar. It well, that make sense? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just to put <go> it into perspective. <laughs> so don't use like those. Obviously organic too is, it's often how the food is produced. So it is better often in the production of it. So it's not saying it's a bad thing. Um, but just putting it into perspective, it doesn't mean it's a magic food either. It doesn't mm. mean you can eat it now in huge quantities because if it's still got sugar in it, it's still going to be the same concept. Definitely. Um, same with things like um, no added sugar or stuff like that. There could be artificial s- sugars in there. Um, it could be naturally high in sugar from f- like dried fruit or something. Again, which is up bad. But in, again, anything eaten in excess is going to make you gain weight so it's not saying okay this is now a magic food because it's got no added sugar you can eat as much as as you want and you're not going to gain weight not necessarily the case um and legally too the things that people put like the manufacturing companies put on front of packaging it can be false it can they have certain regulations that they have to abide by and it's not it's not the same as the nutritional label and the ingredients on the back that's just straightforward so always reflect back to those um in what else was I going to cover in that one there? Um, and then, yeah, so somebody was saying, I guess in comparison, how much sugar, how much fat is the like ideal amount on any product? There's like, it's more so thinking about how you're eating it in comparison to your whole day. And like I said, instead of comparing each little amount of those foods, Instead, look at that ingredient list and look at the quality of those. So, if you've got, if that food's got high sugar because it's from natural fruit, it's probably not a bad thing. If it's got high sugar because it's got a whole heap of additives in it, that's mm. when it's going to become a concern. Um, same with the fat. If you see it's high fat, but it's got heaps of nuts and seeds, and it might be 100% natural nuts and seeds, you know that's not going to be too bad of a thing. Yeah, because that's it's going right. to be good for your body. Yep. As opposed to having something that, yeah vegetable oil canola oil all this kind of stuff that you know is then going to build up and not be as healthy for you in that respect Mm. um so instead of focusing purely on what the food label says in regards to that focus on those ingredients and actually understanding that food label rather than just falling just don't don't rush into the shops and just grab the first thing you see actually take your time to look at what you're buying um so you have more of an understanding of if it's actually got food that's going to be supportive for you Mm. Um, and I guess too looking for foods like within that packaging looking for food that has more of the things that are supportive for you so does it have more protein does it have more natural sources of fiber Um, micronutrients all those things are going to be good for you versus looking for foods that have heaps of added sugars and salts so um, in that respect it's pretty self-explanatory just trying to find that balance between it instead of falling for that advertising and Mm. Um, thinking oh yeah this is low calories this is awesome for me when that's not necessarily the case
0: um, the marketing is just playing at oh, your emotional state yeah.
1: yeah you're just seeing you go oh that looks good and yep. oh, it says low calorie that's awesome that's good for me uh, yeah they're all just triggers yes yes so don't fall for it actually look into the product and and again if it's something that you don't understand anything of it uh, or perhaps it's not the best to be eating that if you understand it it's got more whole foods in it Or just getting our whole food source ourselves and actually trying to make um, natural sources or things like that is going to be a better option than buying all these foods that have all these crazy shit in it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Shit pretty much in them. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think that covers everything. Yeah,
0: good. That's really good advice. And I think um, even if you get into the aisles and, like you said, just take your time. Don't Mm. go just throwing it in. Actually, the stuff that you need to buy. Pick up two things and mm. compare the labels, and then make your decision yeah. rather than reading the front of the can or the bottle or the jar, and just going whatever looks the best yeah. and chucking it in. That that's pretty. Yeah, that's, that's pretty. a new product. Yeah, oh, I'll grab that. yeah. until it, it only goes in the basket or the trolley until you've compared two labels.
1: Yeah, and you've oh, yeah comparing multiple or actually, like I said, pulling it up and actually going, okay, yep, I, I understand that ingredient. I know that food. Yep, cool. I know what that is. Yeah. Um, it done or looking at packets so oh, this one has added sugar this one doesn't maybe i'll have the one that doesn't have the added sugar so it's yep. just using your logic in that manner and like anything not falling for it straight away and make sure you're always questioning it and being skeptical um before just going for that quick oh that looks really i mean i'm gonna grab that, that 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 that's what i need yeah um that kind of mentality
0: 100 percent. cool yeah all right, we'll wrap it up there.
1: Yeah, we'll wrap it up there.
0: So um, at the moment, because we're obviously we're not open, but we have um, plenty of online training going. Mm-hmm. Um, you're working with a few, quite a few people with uh, nutrition. Yep. Um, so they can get in contact with you if they need um, some guidance or a program, yep. a weekly program to follow. Shay at AU. Yep. Or um, contact
1: me on Facebook or Instagram. We have a Instagram already nutrition um, or just Shay Emma Southern is my personal one and it, it probably going to respond pretty quickly on there if you contact me that way.
0: Yep. Cool. Um, thanks for doing this.
1: No, thank you.
0: Um, yeah, routine and um, guys, if you need, you know it's it's not an easy time for anyone at the moment. If you are finding things difficult, you just need to talk. Um, please reach out to us. Um, do. You can email me Craig at CrossFitAredi.com.au or my my phone number is 0406042799. Um, you know, if you just need to talk, guys, um, we will get through this. We will open again. Um, it's just a matter of survival and maintaining at the moment. Mm-hmm. There's no right or wrong. Um, just be try and find that routine that gets you into a happy place. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we'll come out of it okay.
1: Yeah, we'll get there.
0: All right. Thanks, Shay. Thank you. All right. Cheers.
1: Bye.